This episode of Frickin' Sweet is brought to you by Anchor and by NBC's number one new hit show, Gumble to Gumble, SBU, Special Boardwalk Unit. If you think crime is hot on the beach, wait till you check Under the Boardwalk. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies. And- ah! Ah! Yeah, that hurt? Ah! That hurt? What the hell? Sex on TV. How you're bending it? I'm wearing those good old-fashioned values. Giggity, giggity, fifties, giggity. On which we used to rely. Hey everybody and welcome to Frickin' Sweet, the internet's number one podcast about Family Guy. We're going episode by episode from the very beginning, trying to catch up, but we never ever will. I'm Ian, your host, and today we're going to be talking about episode two, uh, season two, episode nine, If I'm Dying, I'm Lying. Uh, it's the 16th episode overall of the series and it debuted April 4th, 2000. The director was Swinton Scott III, and the writer was Chris Sheridan, one of my favorite writers for the show. It guest stars Martin Mull, and this episode is absolutely hilarious. It's one of my favorite episodes of the second season. Um, it's a really good Chris episode. It's a really good Peter episode. Peter absolutely loses his mind in this. And um, Brian kind of gives away that he's not an atheist in this episode, um, but it's early in the show, so they really haven't found his character yet. Um, we're going to hear a quick ad from our sponsor anchor, and then we will, uh, get into a couple of things and then get into the episode. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is what we're not going to talk about this week. There is no, uh, really other shows going on. Uh, Fox still isn't debuting any episodes this week of the Simpsons or King of the Hill of Futurama. Those are still on a little hiatus. Um, Family Guy is premiering on Tuesdays, and the way that we're going to be doing it, um, starting next week, we will have accompanying episodes of the other cartoons on Fox, but um, that'll be starting next week, and we'll be doing the ones that aired the following week. Um, I know we could do the ones that aired the the couple of days before, but I decided that we're going to do the ones following um, after that, so we'll be doing that uh, starting next week, but this week we're going to talk about a couple of shows that went up against uh, uh, Family Guy at the in the same time slot and who beat uh, and who they lost in the ratings to and who they who they won in the ratings to. Um, they went up against um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Jag, Just Shoot Me, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Secret Agent Man, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, uh, but uh, the things that it lost to were Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which at the time I remember... Um, being, I was a little kid when that was on, and I thought that I really thought Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was really cool. So I watched that a lot, and then I remember Jag just thinking that like who my grandma watched Jag. That's who that show was for. And then I never watched Just Shoot Me until I got a little bit older, and then I started watching it again when I got a lot when I got around the age that I am now. Um, but that's uh, yeah. So Family Guy lost in the ratings to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire big time. There was. I believe Who Wants to Be a Millionaire had about 19, 19 million people watching it. Family Guy had about 4.3, I believe. And Family Guy also lost to Jag and Just Shoot Me by about 0.2, by about 200,000 uh, viewers. And then um, Family Guy beat in the ratings Chicken Soup for the Soul, 
uh, Secret Agent Man, which was a show that I'm pretty sure was entirely produced just to have the theme song of Secret Agent Man, you know, Secret Agent Man. And then surprisingly, this surprised me when I looked it up, but Family Guy beat Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the ratings. I'm not a huge Buffy fan. I've only seen it a little bit, but it surprised me that Family Guy did beat Buffy in the ratings. Um, but it in fact did, which, um, you know, I, maybe, I think I might've heard that, uh, that maybe Buffy didn't have the big fan base that it did until afterwards, but I'm not completely sure, but that was what was going on, uh, around family guy at the time. But starting next week, we're going to have accompanying episodes of the Simpsons Futurama and King of the Hill, um, which I would like to keep up with because eventually Family Guy is going to come back after it gets canceled and come back. It's going to migrate back to Sunday. And we're just going to have, uh, I think, a, co- a couple of solid years where it's where it's Family Guy, Futurama, King of the Hill and The Simpsons for two solid hours. And that was I remember watching that uh, every week and it being one of the best, best uh, two hours of my of my week. And then news Fox News would come on and that would obviously suck because you're a kid. and You don't want to watch the news. But um I just remember, and 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 now I'm I'm as I'm doing this podcast, I'm learning the time slots of when it was on, and I'm just like, ah, oh, it takes forever for it to get to that point. Um, <clears throat> but our episode doesn't have a cold open; it just starts with a theme song, and then the episode starts. It's nighttime. We come in, and Lois comes into the living room and, and says, uh, "Her and Peter need to." Peter need to talk. But Peter shushes her and says, "The show's coming on," and and it, we see. Uh, Peter, Chris, and Brian watching a TV show called Gumble to Gumble Beach Justice, and um, there's a it's a really typical like late '80s, early '90s like cop show intro. It, there's beaches and bikinis um, everywhere, and then we go in and the characters are talking about they talk. You talked to Matt Lauer? I thought he was. I told him uh, I thought he was soft in the whatever interview. And then they see some lady's purse get snatched and they go after it. And one guy jumps off out of the, the sidecar of the motorcycle and he's riding on the bicycle. It's so dramatic. And he does some pretty sweet moves where he's hanging off the front of it and wraps the purse around the guy's neck and uh, punches him. And they go flying and he la- the bad guy lands in the sand and the guy jumps on him. And he's like, taste that? That's beach justice. And and uh, uh Chris and Peter are, are cheering. They're like, yeah, I love this show. And uh, Lois turns it off and, and Peter's like, what are you doing? And uh, she's like, um, Chris isn't allowed to watch this uh, this week. His grades are, t- or his grades are really bad. And, um, uh, you know, you need to, to concentrate on your studies. And so Chris goes off to, to study and Peter's like, um, Oh come on, Lois! This is this is like a, a a tradition for us. We've never missed a single gumble yet, and and uh, she's like, "Well, he can watch if he gets his grades up next week." And and so Peter and Chris sit down, and uh, Peter's like, "Well, we're gonna figure this out, but first, I'm gonna need some some courage from my old friend Jack Daniel." And he leans forward, and there's a cup of what looks to be liquor in front of him, but he he skips that and grabs a phone, and he's like. He, he makes a call and he's like, Mrs. Daniels, Mrs. Daniels, is Jack in? Is, is Jack in? And then he he hears that Jack is dead and he's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. And he hangs up. He's like, oh, poor Jack. He died doing what he loved. Oh, why did he have to play with that weed thresher? Oh, 
always with the wheat thresher. And um, the next day, we come into the kitchen where Lois is bathing Stewie. Honey, hold still and let me bathe you. You're filthy. I'm filthy. I'm filthy. You're the filthy one. What do you say to that? Mm -hmm. Oh, how dare you? Ah. Hey, Stewie. I see your bum. Oh, take a good look, fat man. And while you're at it, take pictures so I'll have something to bring to court, you wretched, filthy pervert. And then, um, Peter, after, after Stewie calms down, Peter tries to talk Lois into letting Chris watch the show. He's like, you know, this is a, this is a, uh, this is a tradition for us. You know, you can't take this away from us. And Lois is like, come on, just, just, um... Just help Chris. It'll help you bond with him, you know, and uh, it, you know, and, and it'll help him in the long run. I learned it on Dateline on a uh, Dateline Gatil's Day. He's like, "What the hell is Gatil's Day?" And he's like, "Just like, oh well, you know how there's a Dateline on every day. Well, Dateline created a new day so they could add a new Dateline." And he's like, "Huh? Well, um, uh, oh, <laughs> he says that, um." He says that uh, you know I want to I want the this is a this is a this is a really good show for me and Chris to watch because I want me and Chris to have the sort of father son relationship that the characters have on it and she's like Peter the Gumballs are brothers and she's and he's like oh Lois just because they're black you don't think we can learn anything from them that's racist and she's like look if Chris can improve his grades he can watch the show next week why don't you just help. Um, uh, help him get his grades up. And now, actually, I need you to help me get the house ready for my mother. She's going to be here for one week. And then we get a hard cut to next week. And the family's waving goodbye to the grandmother at the door. And and Peter uh, Peter and Chris go to sit down to watch the show. And, and Lois is like, uh-uh, mister, you need to go study. And Chris is going to go study. But Peter's like, ah, actually, Lois, um, I've been helping... Chris do his homework all week. He's already done his homework. And she's like, oh, all right. Well, enjoy your show, boys. And she walks off and Chris is like, Dad, do you know that you just lied to Mom? And he's like, uh, Chris, I need you to understand something. You know, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, white lies, are, little white lies are okay. You know, everything I say is a lie except for this and this and this and this and this and this. And, this. and he keeps going and going. And then from that, we get a, um, uh, they go to watch their show, they turn on the TV, and instead of the gumbles, they see the news. This is an Action News 5 news break. I'm Tom Tucker. And I'm Diane Simmons. Tom has dared me to do the news topless. I've got the goods, but have I got the guts? Find out at 11. And if you're settling in to watch Gumble to Gumble, you're out of luck. That show has been canceled. The full story at Maybe Diane's Boobs, tonight at 11. I can't believe this. I feel sick. Only one thing to do, Chris. We gotta save Gumble to Gumble, and we're gonna do it Griffin to Griffin. Let's roll. I'm with you, Dad. What are we gonna do, write a letter? No, no, I tried that once. It got me in a lot of trouble. After uh, after that clip, it, it leaves us where Peter is writing a note to, I can't remember what network ran Coach, but whatever network ran Coach, uh, he's writing a network. He's saying, you know, I, I wish that you would bring Coach back. The skillful acting of Greg T. Nilsson will be missed. And uh, then he signs it. And Lois says, hey, can you come help me with something? He's like, yeah, I'll come help you, Lois. And 
uh, as he leaves, he knocks over the wideout, which they leaves the note saying that if you don't bring back coach, I will kill Greg T. Nelson. And we get a cut to Greg T. Nelson knocking on the door and, and Peter's like, oh, whoa. Uh, Craig T. Nelson is like, are you Peter Griffin? He's like, yeah. And he hands him a gun. He's like, make it quick. And um, it's a bit of a morbid joke. But uh, the next night, supposedly, I guess, uh, Peter and Chris show up at the TV news station. Uh, they're ready to get you know, their, their show back on the air. And Peter's like, look, Chris, you need to be ready. We're not going to be intimidated by these slick TV executive types. And a guy walks by or a guy drives by in a really nice car. Uh, and he's got a ponytail. He looks like a TV executive. And Peter's like, "Ooh, look at Mr. Suave!" And and the guy pulls into a into a parking lot parking spot and says "Mr. Suave" on it. And um, as they're walking through the hall, the the network's got a, a few uh, TVs set, set to all of the channels. And um, ABC has game shows on it. NBC has a like a late night talk show. Uh, Fox has X Files. Uh, CBS just has some old people sitting on a bench. Uh, UPN is just a plant, which is is supposedly a uh, future because you know UPN is going to go away. But um, and then also there's a just a, some dr- some teen drama on the WB, which is another future. Or another uh, uh, prediction of the future, because that's all the WB is going to turn into when it turns into the CW and it turns into just whiny teenage bullcrap. But um, <laughs> as they're passing the secretary, they're going to open a door, and she's like, "No, you can't, you can't use that door." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, try and stop me." And he opens it, and he runs directly into a brick wall. And she's like, "No, you can't use that door because that door doesn't go anywhere. Use the other door." And so he opens the door up, and he, he we cut into uh, him talking to the to the president of the network, and he's he's being super nice. He's like, "Look, I wish I could help you, but it's just not up to us about you know what we run. I actually have all the episodes on video. Would you like to borrow them?" Which is funny because uh, I just remember videotapes. I love videotapes, uh, and I used to, I I think I still have some. My mom just refuses to send them to me. Um, but uh, Peter. Uh, says <laughs> Peter says uh, that this is uh, an outrage and that until they bring the gumballs back on the air, he's gonna do a hunger strike. And um, then uh, Peter <laughs> immediately looks down after saying that, and he's like, "Are you gonna finish that?" And the guy's like, "That's a stapler." He's like, "You wanna split it?" And as they're walking out of the network, Peter's like, oh, I'm sorry, Chris. You know, this isn't the first time my appetite's gotten me into trouble. And we cut to a terrible, terrible black and white joke where uh, Nazis break into a home and they find, or, and they're looking for people. And we cut to Anne Frank and her family. And then we just hear Peter eating chips, just crunch, crunch. And um, the, the Franks are just looking at him just like, oh, my God. And, um, Peter, uh, it's really a, a terrible, terrible joke, but, um, Peter, uh, gets an idea when he starts, there's a news sport, there's a sports cast that he sees on the way out of the building. And it's about a little boy who had a dream granted by the granted dream foundation. He wanted to be a quarterback for the new England Patriots. And he, uh, they show a clip of him in the game, and he gets sacked by a bunch of players, and they keep playing it over and over again with funny sound effects. And uh, the sportscaster is like, oh, I guess Jimmy should have uh, 
dreamed of some blocking and then when we come back peter's like oh that's shit um uh i know what we're gonna do and we actually have a clip of that i just thought of a way to get the gumballs back on the air all right dad all we gotta do is tell a little white line just go with it is this a grant the dream foundation my son chris is dying holy crap no oh my god that was the lie oh you sly boots and that's so funny that part where he goes oh, you sly boots that cracks me up every freaking time um but presumably the next day um we see peter and chris sitting in another office they're sitting across from a guy uh it's the grand dream foundation guy's office and chris is like I'm not sure this is going to work, Dad. And Peter's like, this is just one of your, just another one of your crazy schemes. And he's like, what? This is your idea. And Peter's like, you'll find out. And, and Chris is like, Dad, you're not making any sense. And Peter's like, just leave it to me. And um, the guy just comes in, look, takes a quick look at their file, and, and is like, no, no, uh, dream, dream. A dream denied. No, no, thank you. And they're like, why? And he's like, well, I mean, like, come on, like, we've granted so many dreams and our big, big money donors, you know, expect a little more bang for their buck, you know, and, and, um, uh, you know, and the, he's like, you know, we need kids that we can, you know, package like that kid we put on Hollywood squares. And we cut to a kid on Hollywood squares, the, the, Guy's like, I'll take the dying kid to block. And the guy asks him, what's the, what's something lower than absolute zero? And the kid goes, my white cell count. And uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg comes over and high fives him. But all of the celebrities at the time that are on there, I got them all down. And there's a point where you can actually see all their names. And there's LL Cool J, Suzanne Summers, Charlie Sheen, Scott Bakula, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, there's the dying kid next to Whoopi Goldberg, Dennis Robin, Betty White, and Fran Drescher, all of whom are pretty much, except for maybe Suzanne Somers uh, and maybe Scott Bakula, aren't famous today. But so, but um, Peter's like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, my kid's uh, my kid's dying of something crazy. He's got a, a tumor syphilisitis and the guy's like, tumor syphilisitis osis. Hmm, that sounds sexy. What? Well, what are the Simpsons? And Peter's like, what are the Simpsons? Take a look and. He lifts, he lifts Chris's shirt, and uh, he's got he's stuck pepperonis all over. He's like, look at all these extra nipples. They're just growing everywhere. He's like, those look like pepperonis. And Peter pulls one off, and he's like, how dare you? My son is very, um, very uh, concerned about his, his extra nipples. And the guy's like, that's the sickest boy I've ever seen. If you give me the exclusive rights, I can get that Gumball show back on the air. And 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 the guy Peter's like okay, and he's like uh, get he gets on the phone. He's like get me the president of television, and uh, we cut to um, the NBC, um, the NBC building, and we cut to a boardroom where they're having a meeting. And actually, outside there's a sign gag that says we used to have Seinfeld, remember? And uh, back in the boardroom, a guy pitches a single white girl working at a magazine, and a guy interrupts him. He's like, um, uh, <laughs> the guy interrupts him, and he's like, look, we need to do something more creative, you know? Uh, you know, we, do we need to stop doing the same thing over and over again? 
and um, a guy comes over and grabs a just shoot me poster which is funny because the script the single white girl working at a magazine is actually the plot of just shoot me and it was on at the same time as this show and beat this show and the ratings just barely but um the guy grabs a just shoot me poster and bashes the guy over the head with it and then a secretary comes in he's like there's a call on line three and and uh, the guy picks it up he's like syphilis so that sounds sexy give me his exclusive rights and i'll do it and so uh uh, we cut back and Peter and Chris find out that their uh, their show's going to be back on the air and they high five and the guy's like, I'm sorry to have, that we had to meet under these circumstances. And Peter's like, are you kidding? I've got two other kids and I've always wanted to see more, uh, you know, some more episodes of Star Trek. And uh, the next day we see uh, Peter washing his car and uh, Stewie runs out and he jumps in the mud. He's running away from Lois. He taunts her. He's like, um, you know... Oh, look at me, mother. I'm absolutely filthy. And she's like, all right, well, be dirty then. And walks back inside. And he's like, where are you going? I defiled myself. I need to be cleaned. And Peter sprays him with the hose. And Stewie freaks out. He's like, I'm hypothermic. And then he looks down. He's like, oh, good heavens. I'm a woman. <laughs> and, uh, sh you know, shrinkage. And then the, uh, the next day, we see Chris in class. Take out your pencils and start your test. Um, Mr. McCloud, I didn't study for this test, but I got a good reason. I'm dying. Griffin, that's the lamest excuse I've heard since Steinberg came up with that Jewish high holiday crap. Steinberg, take that hat off in my classroom. But, Mr. McCloud, I'm really dying. I have a certificate to prove it. My God, tumor syphilis itis osis, and he still comes into school. You're excused from the test, you brave, brave boy. Steinberg, you could learn something from this fine... Damn it, Steinberg, take that hat off. And then we, even later after that, Meg comes running into the living room and she's crying to Peter. She's like, uh, I heard a girl in my class told me that Chris is going to die. And Peter's laughs and he's like, oh, you, you silly girl. No, I was just a lie I told. And Brian's like, you're a monster. And Peter argues like, no, that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, any, you know, that's, I'm not a monster. That's, this anyone who wouldn't do this is absolutely crazy. It's, it's the smartest thing I've ever done. And then they hear some singing outside and they look outside and Peter sees a candlelight vigil, uh, um, or some hippies, uh, outside singing for Chris. And then after that, Lois comes in and she's like, what is that singing? And he's like, oh, oh, nothing. Uh, I was uh, just watching Good Times. You know, the show that's uh, really fun to play uh, at really high volume. And we get a cut to Big Time, uh, or Big Time, but we get a cut to uh, Good Times where um, uh, he comes in. He, he's like, dynamite. And... Uh, She's like, why is my name Florida? And um, she runs off crying, and then he says dynamite again. And then um, when we... Uh, after that, uh, after we come back from that, Lois looks outside and finds the candlelight vigil. And then Chris comes in singing the song, and Peter moves, and he sees Lois, and he's... 
uh, and he's like, oh, and then so Lovis finds out about, you know, the whole Granite Dream Foundation, and then uh, it just so happens that the guy is at the door, and he's like, hey, we were just uh, hoping that, you know, uh, that Chris might have taken a media-friendly turn for the worst, wink, wink, and uh, Peter's like, hold on, and so he runs inside, and he starts arguing with Lois, and, and Lois is like, look, you got to tell the, everyone the truth. And so he pops his head back outside to ask the guy a question. Uh, just, just out of curiosity, shoot, what, what happens if he's not really dying? You go to jail for defrauding a charitable organization. Oh, that's interesting. Will you excuse us? <laughs> You're right. There's only one way out of this. Chris is all better. I cured him. You cured him? That's right. I have divine powers. Okay, safe drive. Um, after after that, uh, Lois pops, uh, or he pops his head back inside, and Lois starts chewing him out about uh, how this is terrible. You can't defraud an or a charitable organization like that, and he's like, anyone who wouldn't defraud a charitable organization to save the Gumbles is a racist. There, I said it. And then uh, the next day, Peter uh, uh, comes out of his house to get the morning paper. And there's a huge crowd uh, outside. And the whole family comes out. And, and these people are, are, are calling to Peter. They're wanting him to heal heal him because he told everyone that he's, he's got healing divine powers. And it, it's funny. In the crowd, there's a guy with a sweatband. And he's got like a crown of hair. Like it just it goes from like temple to temple around to the back of his head, but nothing on top. And then he's got a sweatband going along just that hair, but he's got nothing on. It's so funny. But um, uh, the, Peter's starting to finally see what his line gets him. But um, uh, uh, Peter's like, oh, this can't be so bad. You know, I read a book that says uh, that says this said that, that said this thing isn't what I'm doing isn't so bad. And Brian's like, are you sure it was a book? Are you sure it wasn't nothing? And Peter's like, oh, yeah. And uh, Peter's like, oh, yeah, no, you guys don't need to do anything for me. Yeah, no, paint my house. And so he's immediately starting to take advantage of all these people. And and Lois is like, look, you can't ask these people to do things for you and, and they, for, for them expecting you to heal them. That's exploitation. And he's like, no, that's not exploitation. Those movies that my cousin Rufus used to do were ex were uh ex were exploitation and then we get a cutaway to like a it's like an old school shaft preview parody and it's like uh from the makers of caddy black and black draft and black kramer versus kramer comes black to the future and then there's a couple of scenes where it does like the scene where he kisses his mom and he's like damn brother's kissing his mom and then uh he does that they do a whole like where he's playing the guitar and then he calls isaac hayes he's like isaac hayes this is the sound you've been looking for and we come back from that and Peter's like, look, you know, these people think that, you know, they're getting some hope and happiness out of this and we're getting a new a new coat of paint on our house. You know, it's win, freaking win, baby. And um, later on, we cut to Peter. He's hanging out with all of his followers. They're all dressed like him now. It's a complete cult. Uh, they're, you know, green pants, brown shoes, which now that I think about it, is Peter's, if Peter's belt is black and upright pete because i know for a fact peter's shoes are brown i'm pretty sure and then uh never mind but um they're all dressed like peter and uh they're waiting on him hand and foot 
Hey, Flathead, chop, chop. Hey, great job on the lawn. Now do it again, and this time, leave it a little longer. Hey, Dad, hurry up. You're missing Gumbo to Gumbo. Uh, after after Chris says that, we get a little cut to Gumble to Gumble, and they're doing a little interrogation scene where the guy the guy's just sitting there, and and he the one Gumble asks him a question, and then he just starts going mm hmm 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 mm hmm, and the guy's just looking back and forth from one brother to another, and he's like, "What is he doing?" and um. It's actually pretty funny now that I'm looking back on it, but um, uh, yeah. So uh, Peter's like, mm -hmm, yeah, I, uh, you know, maybe some other time. So Peter's absolutely lost sight of why he did all of this in the first place. Now he's just lost in the power of having this cult. And then he's like, I'm gonna go for a walk. Now where are my shoes? And then he puts his his feet into the into the back of these two they're people laying on the ground and he puts his feet into the back of their belts and starts using them as shoes and then we get a cut to chris when he's just sad you know because his dad's abandoned abandoned him in, in in this effort and um uh we get a cut to later on in the day peter and lois are talking and lois is trying to warn peter um not to take this too far i mean when did god ever say he didn't want someone else being worshipped like him it's one of the Ten Commandments. Oh, come on, Lois. Those were written like 200 years ago. Times have changed. Ah! Okay, let's stay calm. Aw, oh, Lois, if you're scared, I'll hold you close until the lights are on again. That is me. Go to your room. And after that, uh, after the lights go out, um, uh, later on, Lois and Brian are changing the light bulbs. And Brian, we can already see, is a little itchy, but they don't bring it up yet, but... Lois sees the uh, the fanatics building a golden statue to Peter on the lawn, and Peter says, "Look, hey, look! I look like a frickin' Emmy." Hint, 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 hint. And uh, Peter can keep hinting he ain't winning an Emmy for a long freaking time. And and they actually do an episode called uh, the Emmy winning episode, which did not win an Emmy, and is a fantastic episode. Um, but even in the second season, they were already hinting for an Emmy, and they will not win one. I promise. Uh, they will go. They will be up for up for them, but they will not win. Um, but uh, Brian, uh, Brian has fleas, and Chris has boils, and um, uh, you know Peter's trying to to say you know Brian's just a dirty animal, and Chris has always had acne ever since fourth grade. You remember when they used to call you Pizza Face, and he's like, "Well, I do now." And then Meg comes running down. Uh, Meg comes running down, um, and she's got blood on her hands, and Lois is like, what's going on? And she's like, the, the water in the bathtub when I was bathing Stewie just turned all red and goopy like blood, and, and, uh, we get a cut upstairs to Stewie, and he's like, oh, this is delightful, it's like someone stabbed Mr. Bubble, and then Lois is like, oh my god, my baby, and she goes to run upstairs, and she yells to, to, to Peter to get rid of the fanatics, and uh, Peter says that there's, you know, there's got to be a logical reason for all this. And uh, uh, Brian does one of my favorite lines, but also in this line, he kind of, kind of gives, he kind of, he's like, I, he, he hasn't, they haven't really found that his character isn't, that he's an atheist yet, but he's, he's like, God is pissed. God, there's got to be an explanation for all this. You want an explanation? 
God is pissed. Um, but right after he says that, uh, Peter screams like, Rah! and frogs just burst out of his clothes and the family goes running out of the house. And they're like, Peter's like, let's get out of here. And, uh, the family runs out and the fanatics are dancing around and Ed, the, the, you know, the giant gold effigy of Peter and Peter's like, Oh my, uh, all you people need to stop worshiping me. I'm fake. I'm a Phony, like the moon landing or Marky Mark's hog and boogie nights or Nicole Kidman and uh, Tom Cruise. Not saying they're not, not that totally untrue gay rumor. I'm just saying they're both really phony. And then the giant statue gets struck by lightning and it falls on Chris. And then um, Brian and Peter do a little funny bit here. The final plague is the death of the firstborn son. Oh no, Stewie! The firstborn son. Meg! Your wife. Chris! And then Chris is dying. He's like, oh, I can see the light. And uh, Peter's like, oh, that's good. You know, a light is good. Run to the light. And Lois is like, no, don't. Go, run away from the light. And Chris is like, Dad, what? Is heaven nice? And Peter's like, yeah. You know, uh, in heaven, uh, all, of the, all of the scrambled channels... Are, uh, there's no commercials. Kirstie Alley is still hot, and all the scrambled channels come in clear as a bell. And he's like, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. Please, please don't take my boy. And then we cut to cut to heaven, where we see some heaven office politics. The guy walks in, he's like, God, I think uh, I think the Griffin guy gets it, and God uses it. And he's like, he, he talks to his secretary, tells her to turn off the the plagues and she's like you got it mr patterson and he looks at the guy he's like she she's new and um so all the stuff stops happening to peter and uh, the rest of the family and chris isn't gonna die anymore magically he's not underneath the thing anymore um but then uh peter just has to take it a little bit too far I mean, thank me. Ah, ah, kidding. Ah, it's a joke. It was a joke. Ah, ah, ah. And then that's actually uh, the end of the episode right there. Um, uh, the credits uh, roll right after he screams. But this is an absolutely freaking great episode. It's hilarious. There's funny jokes all through it. Not too many cutaways, which I know a lot of people like. I don't mind cutaways. I'm the kind of person who likes um, Seth MacFarlane's cavalcade of cartoon comedy, which... If I can figure out a way to make that work for a for a podcast audio, uh, um, you know, f uh, forum, I will. But I don't think I'm going to be able to. But um, I, this is a, like I said, this is a really, really fun, funny episode. Some of the jokes kind of dated a little bit, but I still think it's so funny, especially for um, me. And then a lot of people who like these old episodes of Family Guy who grew up around this time. Um, you know, at this time in April of 2000, I was nine years old, but I, I, like I said before in our, some of our first episodes, I was a free range kid who was pretty much allowed to, to stay up whenever I wanted and watch whatever I wanted. I have a T I had a TV with cable in my room, but so I watched family guy when it first came out and, and I, and it, then that, that's why I'm doing this show because I, I absolutely love this show. 
and and especially these old episodes they really just strike a chord with me they really make me smile and i'm so happy that i can bring all of them uh you know to you maybe you know you're listening to the show and you hear a funny clip on the show that makes you laugh and and and, and i'm glad that that can that that can do that for you but this, as far as this episode goes this is absolutely hilarious um, as far as our Peter stupidity scale, I'm going to give Peter, I think, I'm pretty sure our highest stupidity of all time. He's at a nine. Um, I'm going to have to come up with a, eventually he's going to hit a 10 and then that's just going to be it. And then everything else is just going to be stupid. But um, maybe I'll come up with another thing to do at the end of this show. But for now, Peter's at a nine because he, he just kept lying all through the show. They kept getting on top of each other, and that's just really stupid. And then he started like his own cult at the end, and of course that's going to turn badly. Um, but this episode is really funny. This It really, for some, epi- for some reason, for some intrinsic reason, this episode really, really makes me laugh, and I really, really like this episode, so... When we get to the end of the season, this one might be in in my top top episodes. But um, I'm so so glad that we got to do this episode, and I'm so glad that you were here to to laugh with us. Um, but you know, if you wanna if you wanna get in touch with us, you can send us an email at frickinsweetfamilypod at gmail dot com, or you can send us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash freaking sweet or you can just google freaking sweet on anchor and you can send us a voicemail and we'll play it right here on the air um this has been a really fun thing to do and i've been getting a lot of really good feedback and a lot of you guys have been listening to every episode and i'm so glad that that people are enjoying it um Next week, we will be doing the episode Running Mates, which is the hilarious episode where Lois is going to run for student council president and uh, Peter, because she's not going to hire the teacher that he wants, Peter's going to run against her and it's going to get a little personal, but it's one of my favorite episodes. It's a really good Peter and Lois like relationship episode. Um... And it's going to be really, really funny. So, you know, please uh, send us an email. Please look out for that episode. And uh, please, please, uh, uh, you know, talk about us. Get word of mouth. It's the best way for us to grow. So, uh, you know, uh, we can't wait to see you next week. And uh, we're going to have a really fun episode. So we will see you next week. Bye. Okay. Safe drive.